0: or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So, where do I even start with today's guest? I guess I'll give you guys a whole little background on my history with human design. So, today's guest, Jenna Zoe, is the world's leading expert, I would say, on human design. She's the founder of My Human Design and, you know, if right now you are thinking to yourself, "What the fuck is human design?" I was in your shoes, okay? I had never heard of human design until I went on my friend, Jordan Younger, the Balanced Blonde, her podcast last year. And at the end of the episode, she did a human design reading on me and I was blown away. She was telling me things that were so accurate, it was bizarre. And so, you know, I started looking into human design after that interview and just like little baby things, because as you'll find out from today's interview, human design is like a complicated chart to read. But anyway, I started looking into little things like, for example, the fact that I'm a specific versus a non-specific manifester. And it just, it made so much sense as to why I'm so detail oriented when I am manifesting things. Like I will get down to the details of what my front door of my dream house looks like. Like I am a stickler for details. So anyway, I got really, really into human design. And then I asked my friend Jordan to introduce me to Jenna, who is, as I've said, the expert on human design and immediately fell in love with her. You know, we chatted back and forth over email, was obsessed with her and then had her on the podcast. And you guys, like uh, I mean, I feel like when we were recording this episode, I felt like we'd been friends for an eternity and we've never met. So hopefully this summer, I'll actually get to meet Jenna in real life. Um, She lives in Ibiza and we literally just missed each other in LA by like a week and I'm devastated, but you know what? It's gonna happen. And I just, I love her so much. So in this episode, we get into all things human design. You will find out, you know, whether like what, what, I guess profile you are, whether you're like a manifester or projector, there's like all of these profiles. And then we get into the nitty gritty of what each of them means, how deep it goes into who you are as a person. And what I really like about human design is that it's essentially just kind of an outline on how, like what you can do to just optimize your life. It can dictate, you know, what kind of weather you really thrive in and, you know, like what kind of routine works best for you and it it goes into such detail and what I love about it is that it recognizes that human beings are very very unique, you know. Who I am is very different from who you are. And so what works for you may not work for me and vice versa. So it's a really fascinating conversation. Jenna, when I say she's a wealth of knowledge, like you guys are going to take so much away from this interview. And if you are going into thinking like, Sif, what the fuck is human design? This sounds really woo to me. Trust me, you will come out of this interview or like this conversation, realizing that there's nothing woo about this and that there's so much to learn. So I'm so excited to bring you this conversation. And, you know, if you don't follow Jenna yet on Instagram, go follow her. She is such good energy. I'm obsessed with her. Like you can hear I'm like total fangirl over, you know, this friend of mine who I've made. So really excited for this conversation. Before we get into it, this week's hot tip is actually a cookbook. So it is called Sababa and it is by Adina Sussman, who is one of my absolute favorite um, chefs. And this cookbook is absolutely incredible. I think I've made almost every recipe in it. I got it I want to say like, yeah, I got it in 2020 and it really is one of my favorite cookbooks. You will never get sick of any of the recipes. And so, you know, if you are looking to start cooking at home a little bit more, really delicious, healthy and easy recipes, this is the book for you. Um, Adina actually also co-wrote Chrissy Teigen's cookbooks with her. So she's an absolute genius. I am obsessed with her. Follow her on Instagram, all of that jazz. And I think you guys will really enjoy this cookbook. I know I've never actually had a cookbook on one of my hot tips, but I had to share this one because I was like, I use it so much. I can't believe I've not talked about it on the podcast yet. So if you haven't yet, definitely go check out that cookbook. All right. So this week's review comes to us from Jerry Spence and she says, love listening. So glad I found this podcast." cast. Sif is very resourceful. Her voice is great. And every episode is packed with resources, such a sweet review. Thank you so much, Jerry. And I guess this makes up for all the people who've told me that I have really bad vocal fry. (laughs) So it really did make my day. You guys, if you have two seconds, please, please take a second to rate and review the show. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcast app, scroll to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I've deserved it and I've brought you value, please leave the show a five-star rating and tell me you know, what you love about the show, who you wanna see more of, whether it's like dream guests, specific topics that you're interested, tell me everything. It helps me understand what brings you guys value. And obviously that's the whole point of this podcast so you know want to do the best job ever and the best way to understand how to do that is you know, customer feedback essentially, that's what it is. So let me know what you want to see more of. And of course it helps the show get to more people. And so you know, really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. It makes my day. And yeah. With that, let's welcome Jenna Zoe to the Dream Bigger podcast. I know that like human design, like in the LA scene, like people have heard of it or they know it, but it's still like very confusing to a lot of people. Maybe people haven't heard of it. So to someone who is completely new to this world, what on earth is human design? (laughs) Okay.
1: So um, it's a modality that was discovered in the late 80s. And similar to astrology, you're calculating using the birth time and birth place. You're calculating some kind of chart. Mm -hmm. But instead of calculating, um, looking at directly the stars and planets, they're measuring the energy. And what human design does and offers is a practical sort of blueprint to how you function. So for example, like everybody knows we're all different, right? Yet we're still taking the same advice from the same kind of success coaches, self-help people, like the advice is so generic and it isn't necessarily working for everybody, right? So you could be hearing like, oh, okay, you need to crush it and you need a morning routine and this and that. And then there's loads of people who are doing that and it isn't working for them. Mm -hmm. So what I love about human design is it's really personalizing the advice that's going to work for you based on who you are. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many different variables you can, you can, um, look into using human design, but Primarily, it's how your energy functions, what your energy patterns are, how your intuition works, um, you know, the different types of digestion that you can have, the different types of which of your six senses is the strongest sense. How do you manifest? How do you make things happen in your life? How can you tell when you're aligned and when you're not aligned? So it's very kind of grounded and practical way of measuring you know, what the right blueprint is for, your, for your, the way
0: that you live your life. Okay. There's like so much I want to dig into (laughs) with like what you've said, but what are like, I guess like if someone is just going into human design and I know that they can do the quiz on your website, which is actually what I did, but what are the major things that they should look out for on their chart?
1: Yes. Okay. So like I said, there's so many variables, but the first place to start is your energy type. Mm-hmm. Um, and what your energy type is the part of you that says this is how your energy functions and this is how you use it. Because if you think about it, everything in life is a give and receive, right? Giving out energy, getting something back. And most of us are just putting out, putting out, putting out, putting out, kind of indiscriminately and just kind of waiting for whatever shit lands back. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. So mm-hmm. actually, what Human Design says is like there is a specific way that you're supposed to expand your energy in yeah. order to get the most bang for your buck in return. So you have five different types of like general energy patterns, and every single person falls into a different uh, type. Mm-hmm. That would be the number one thing to look out for is your energy type. So that's kind of like your sun sign in in astrology. So you have manifestors, generators, manifesting generators, projectors and reflectors and so literally just knowing that if you don't know anything else about your design they say that that can just change your whole game because at least you're conserving energy on the things you're not supposed to be using it on and at least you're kind of directing it into something that is going to give you something back that you're desiring
0: right so do you want me to talk a little bit about each type yes exactly yes. that's what i was going to ask okay. and selfishly i was going to ask you to get into projector as well because i know i'm a projector i don't know enough about it but i want i want the t Okay, so I'll start with generators Mm -hmm.
1: and generators are really people, the name is very uh, indicative, Because generators are like, if you think about an energetic generator, like a machine, it like churns Mm -hmm. energy. So generators are people who are here to, they create life force, right? Mm -hmm. And so you probably know those kind of people when they're so lit up, you just want to be around them all the time because they're so kind of like juicy and sparkly and they're kind of like buzzing along and being around them kind of makes you feel more inspired. It's almost like being around them gives you energy. Um, And they're sort of very like one foot in front of the other, steadily humming along type of people. So you think about people like Oprah, who's just like consistently done something that has lit her up Mm -hmm. for years and years and years, and it's just elevated her and it's made her really magnetic. And what happens is when people are around her, the amount of joy and amount of life force that is spilling out of her because she's making herself happy is actually kind of like feeding everybody else that's in her sort
0: of orbit. Are these people who are like typically like really consistent at something until they achieve like a really high level of mastery? Yes. Exactly. Okay, very interesting. So like,
1: for example, Elon Musk, right? He's consistently
0: been an engineer for however
1: long. Mm-hmm. And just by keeping staying in whatever his interest is, leads him somewhere. Oprah, the same. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, the same. Beyonce, the same. Like, oh they're my just- God. Yeah. The- they're like all have a specific like personality type now that you're saying so. Exactly. Exactly. It's It really helps when you can kind of feel into the energy of these different things because then you kind of know- words don't even begin to cover it, but when I tell you that, you're like, okay, got it. Yeah. So um the thing about Generators, they're ruled by their sacral chakra, which is their gut, and mm-hmm. the gut is all to do with desire and excitement. So actually, they're supposed to be doing what lights them up, what makes them excited. Because when they're excited, it actually creates more energy. And then they can just go and go and go all day and not get tired. And that's that life force spillover to other people. And that's their main gift. No matter what it is that excites them, it doesn't really matter. It could be gardening. It could be whatever. Their main kind of like job on this Mm -hmm. planet is to spread life force. So that's generators. Then you have manifesting generators and manifesting generators are more, um, spontaneous than generators they're a bit more multi-directional than generators so for example you think of I always like to use the example of Jessica Alba who has that eco line and is also an actress right or Angelina Jolie who's like flying around doing UN stuff writing directing acting adopting babies (laughs) Tony Robbins is like doing a 100 things at the same time right so they're much more um they master things much more quickly, but then that also means that they move on to other things more quickly and that they can kind of like pull on different strings at the same time. So they're very multi-hyphenate typical type of people. And they often, if they're kind of pulled in one direction to explore something, they have to go there because even if they don't do it long-term, there'll be something there that they can add a string to their bow from or some kind of lesson in it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so they're much more, they're similar to that generator energy where it's like it creates energy when they're doing what they love, but it's a bit more, they have to kind Kind of plant seeds in many different directions and kind of see what comes back, and also you know if they thought they were into something one month then six months later they're not, that's very typical for them also they have to honor that because when it's time to move on it's time to move on and and their lack of desire will tell them when it is time to move on, even if mm-hmm. society says you have to decide something and then stick to it for years and years and years like they're not supposed to really care about that right and the lesson of the sort of like work of manifesting generators is really to you know, teach all of us to live outside the box. And we have so many manifesting generators on the planet now because all the old rules are getting broken. So by them doing their thing and making things up and making up job titles that didn't exist before and all that kind of stuff, it's really um, expanding all of us as a, as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, both of, ma- of generators and manifesting generators, like I said, they can sort of go quite consistently. Their energy is kind of feeds itself when they're on the train of doing what they love then you have a type called manifestors. Now their energy is completely different in the sense that they work in kind of like bursts
0: mm-hmm. and then they
1: have to rest. So I recently heard Adele was on a talk show and she's a manifestor. And she was saying like, you know, after I put out an album, I disappeared for two years. And she's like, that's like typical for them. And it doesn't affect her success, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like when she's in a surge, she's at 200% like massively achieving. And then she's dropping down to 50% and just honoring that basically. And manifestors are people who, um, you know, historically every king and queen ruler of basically all of history has been a manifestor. So they really are those people that are just going to like lead movements, create something. And then other people are going to kind of get in the downstream and follow what they're doing. Um, without them saying, you have to follow me, you have to do what I want. They're just going to go off and create their own thing. And then the right people are going to join them on it. So think about like Gloria Steinem starting a movement. You think about J.K. Rowling creating her own world of Harry Potter. Same with J.R.R. Tolkien creating his own world. Um, Adele, like I said, it's like they create this kind of like hype or movement or something that people want to join in on. Mm -hmm. And they're like the train drivers that say, guys, I'm going from this place to this place. Not who wants to come? Or do you want to come? Or do you care where I go? But here's where I'm going. Yeah. And then the people that are aligned to that, just follow it. But it's really important because they're not built for a nine to five, right? I mean, obviously no one is necessarily, you know, super duper built for the corporate old model anyways, but you know, for a manifester for them, it's, super, super important that they allow themselves to just be at 200% and no one can keep up and they're just, you know, raring to go and it's too much for some people. Mm -hmm. And then that they allow themselves to take that break in between waiting for the next surge to come in. And then you have projectors. Now, if you think about the last three types I described, it's all about doing, it's all about creating, it's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, making stuff happen. So projectors were created in 1781 when there was all this doing on the planet, but, Mm -hmm clearly it was time for the consciousness to be a bit more um, precise and aware with the intention and the direction of all of our acting and doing and creating. So projectors, instead of having this emphasis on what they do, it's an emphasis on what they see. So every projector has an ability to see an improvement, a tweak, something that could be made better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really their value is to guide and to direct others to help them do things in a way that is like an improved way of doing things than the way we were doing them before. Mm-hmm. So it's very likely since you were a kid you were kind of thinking like this could be better or this should be doing wrong. And a lot of projector kids get called bossy because they start kind yes. of people. Their oh my
0: response. god, yes. <laughs> I thought it was just because I was the oldest. <laughs>
1: Because they can see things that other people can't. They have a very penetrating aura and they can see you know, better ways of doing things. And that's really what their gift is. So again, similar to the manifesto where they can't be doing, doing, doing all the time, If projectors, try to keep up with the rest of the world and keep up with that faster pace that everyone else is running on. They don't actually have any time or space to do the seeing, which they're supposed to be doing, right? It's in the observing how the world is getting done. It's in processing all that information and coming to conclusions about like, hold on a second. I think we can tweak this. I think we can improve this. I think I can bring an efficiency gain to the way this is done. And that's really what a projector's gift is. Now that does mean that, you know, they're also not built for a nine to five because, you know, actually it's not their work. Most of their work is in not producing. And then they, you know, produce for two to three hours a day. And that's, a more efficient two to three hours than if they were trying to do eight.
0: Yeah, so I like, I totally get what you're saying and I see that so much in myself. So like, I'm I'm an entrepreneur, but I feel like I've never been someone who can work throughout the day. Like I have like a zone of genius and I will just like sit down and like bang out work. And I've also noticed about myself as time has gone by that like, if I've been in the same, um, like doing, 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 like creative ideas don't come to me. So I almost need to like, you know, carve out time to think. So like I always go on these like really long walks because I find that it's like when good ideas come to me and if I'm just at my desk all day, nothing happens. I feel like I'm extremely unproductive. Like as the day goes by, it's like I don't get anywhere.
1: That is so aligned. And I'm so happy when people tell me these stories because it just we confirms like the more evidence you can gather of how people are using this to really make it work for them sometimes without even knowing why mm-hmm. it really does just show you like how everybody is so different. And there is no this one model that everybody should be forcing, you know, ideas or forcing productivity. And you know, you probably know, like you end up the work time, the output time ends up being so much higher quality because you're honoring the way your energy works.
0: But you know, it's so funny, because I think that there's like, especially for me, because, and I don't know if like other projector entrepreneurs feel this way, but it's sometimes almost like a guilt that I'm like not doing enough, even though I'm getting what I need to get done. And like, maybe like, like those like periods of time where I'm like producing high quality work, but it's like, oh, I'm not at my desk. Like I'm not, like I'm not doing, but like, if I, if I, like, if I'm just at my desk all day, like it's it's, like bad quality work. I don't know. It's like so weird. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we
1: call conditioning. Right. So the whole point of human design is is removing all the things that we were told we had to do and be in order Mm -hmm. to be successful, to be happy, to be whatever, um, and come back to the way we were designed to. But, you know, it is a daily thing because we're getting conditioned. Everybody talks about childhood conditioning now, right? But at the end of the day, like there is constant societal conditioning. It's just in the air until we collectively decide to dissolve it, right? Each one of us. And, um, you know, it is daily reminders to say, no, like, let me think of times when this has proven to be right. Let me, you know, keep on reminding myself, keep on encouraging myself, keep on being that positive voice in my ear that proves to myself or encourages myself to do it my way, because those voices are strong and they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years of, you know, the old days where we were basically our agendas and our own wishes and desires were suppressed in order to serve someone is above us's agenda, right? So it was unsafe to take time off. It was unsafe to listen to your heart, to your own desires, to your own energy patterns. It was just like, keep doing more. Keep listening to what I'm saying. Everyone's the same. I'm going to homogenize all of you. Yeah. And that's how we're going to get the most out of things. And it worked in, you know, periods like the industrial revolution. There was a time and a place for that, but those ways are now, are now outdated. And, and especially as we go into the next era, according to human design, which is beginning in 2027, we're already starting to see those effects where, the emphasis is much less on what's good for the tribe and the collective and much more what's on what's good for the individual and celebrating Mm -hmm. our sovereignty and our difference. And, you know, you can already see those themes kind of coming in, but the era that we're coming out of is all about like, and there was positives to it too. Institutions were built, government bodies were built, organizations were built, and some of those are great, but we're also seeing the ones and the ways that weren't working for all of us and the strongly conditioning and homogenizing ones start to, to fall away. I'm Kat Sadler, and it sure is a beautiful day. After such
0: a bleak year, it's time for some joy, and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show. I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating
1: and famous bases in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think.
0: Check out It Sure Is A Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. Okay. So tell me the fifth type. And then I actually want to get into this like era that's starting in 2027, like what it all means. Like let's dig in there too, but tell me the fifth type.
1: (laughs) So the fifth type is, is what Jordan is reflectors Mm -hmm. and reflectors are super rare. They're only 1% of the population and reflectors serve a really interesting purpose because where a projector is wise and that they can tell you how to improve your efficiency or how to improve your direction, how you do things. Reflectors, their wisdom is not so much spoken to you and advised to you, but they are real. Um, they're really open in their auras and they're real um, shapeshifters. They can really mirror, hence the name reflector. They really mirror your energy back to you. So it's literally when a, when a reflector themselves is so clear of all the, rubbish that is brought to them about who they should be. And they're allowing themselves to really be lots of different things because that's what a reflector wants to be. A reflector doesn't have a set identity like all of us. So you think about spirituality and it's like, who are you? Figure out who you are. Reflectors, they change and shift all the time Mm -hmm. and they feel like different people. They can empathize in, in deeper ways than anybody else because they really can take in the energy of the other so deeply. So when you're with a reflector, you know, that saying of, you know, what you see in the other is what you see in yourself. It's like a thousand times that in it when you are with a reflector. So a reflector that is really open is um, someone that shows us all how well we are doing. So when you're with a reflector, you can learn so much about yourself when you're willing to, when you're open to, depending on what you see in the reflector, because what you'll see in the reflector, the three things that you notice about them positive and the three things you notice about them negative will tell you so much about who you are.
0: That is so they so have a really interesting. interesting purpose. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm.
1: wow. Yeah
0: wow oh wow so
1: it's a very esoteric thing
0: yeah and i also feel like as you describe this like it is cuz like i know jordan is like a real life example and like as you're describing it i feel like that's kind of like that is who she is you know
1: yes yes absolutely and you see how just by being her and really allowing herself to float through all her different fancies and her different phases and the people that want to come along for the ride. It's like you learn so much, not from her kind of preaching from on high, but just by her being her and you kind of connecting with that, that sort of shape-shifty type of energy.
0: That is really fascinating. So there are like other parts to the um, like human design chart, which I want to get into. But first, I want to talk about this new era that's happening in 2027. Like, How was it talked about in the human design, um, I guess, like learnings or downloads or whatever? And like what does it mean for us?
1: So think about, you have three different energies in human design. You have individual energy, you have tribal energy, and you have collective energy. Mm-hmm. You also have sort of more left brain uh, energy, like being consistent, being disciplined, actioning things, being detailed and whatever specific, and then you have more right brain stuff, which is like being inconsistent, being not so disciplined, receiving rather than kind of um imposing, and so we tend to think of human consciousness as this like straight line that okay, well, either they were really, really smart before, and then you know the ancient Egyptians knew stuff we didn 't know, and now we 're going backwards, or people tend to fall in the other camp where it 's like you know, humans were so basic and look how evolved we are now. But from a human design perspective, actually, it's it's like a giant balancing act where humanity has to experience all the different various ways of being and doing in order to become whole. So there isn't, it's not linear. And so in order to do this, we get we get um, able as a collective to sample different flavors mm-hmm. um, according to the eras that we're in. So this area that we're in, began in 1781. And like I said, it was very much about building structures, institutions, organizations, whatever, right? So the world really moved on because of those uh, institutions and because of those structuring of society. Now, everything in human design can be done with a high consciousness, a positive expression, and it has a negative expression. So Mm. At the same time as you have the positive expressions of all those constructs, the negative expressions were also born. And so in order to get into the new era, all the negative expressions of those old ways are crumbling, which we're seeing now. So you know, anything that was built on not good consciousness, anything that was built with suppressive hierarchy is is falling to the ground. And at the same time, because we're coming to, when you come to the end of a cycle, it's almost like things speed up because everything, life is in a rush to make sure that we get rid of it, right? So that's Mm -hmm. why. Um, I made a video which is on my website um, called New Paradigm which details all of this and I made it in 2018 mm-hmm. um, explaining like you know things are going to be basically exactly what we're seeing happening now and more. That's crazy. Um, yeah because 2027 is the emphasis shifts from you know the the society and the constructs and the organizations and whatever into more of an individual thing. Now again There are positive and there are negative expressions of that. So negative expressions we're also starting to see come in, which is like, it's all about me, me, me. Almost incessant navel gazing in the spiritual space, right? Too much, I guess,
0: serving others, but really for the serving of the self. Like virtue signaling, I I would think like falls into that category. And we're seeing so much of that. It's insane.
1: Massively, massively, exactly. But at the same time, the positive parts of it, which are helpful for us is you have to become you and you have to dehomogenize. And there is that kind of messaging starting, you know, of, okay, if you think there's only 10 careers available to you because all you think as career options is Instagram, you know, there's so many untrodden paths and you have to go the untrodden path and you have to do the thing that's unusual and there are no ways to create success. And there's so many other methods available to us now and listening to our insides rather than the outsides. And, you know, so that's really starting to sort of simmer up that's going to be the real flavor of the next era that we're going to be in. So it's a really exciting
0: time to be (laughs) alive. Yeah. Especially because I mean, I remember when I was in like university and beyond that, it was like, your career was only supposed to be like a certain thing. And like, I had always been someone who kind of like did my own thing. And I was kind of like, like, I remember when I started blogging, I was like, kind of seen as like a weirdo, you know, because it wasn't really like Mm. a thing like it is today. Whereas now Mm. people are creating all kinds of careers. Like, you know, it's, it's really fascinating to see the shift.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what I think is fascinating is is something like that, you know, with you doing blogging before it was in, I want to encourage people now because what is the new blogging, meaning what is something that is so off center, but it's mm-hmm. calling you because that's gonna be your alignment, right? When I started doing human design, there was no one doing human design.
0: Yeah. No
1: one even knew what it was. And I thought I was gonna literally my only p- career progression I could see is they wheel me out with a wig and a crystal ball on the lottery to predict the numbers. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I but you have to trust that it's taking you somewhere if it if it's that kind of like soul thing as you did, right? And as you have continued to do clearly. Um, so that's really the challenge of now is like the most rewarding thing is probably something that seems so random and not
0: that guaranteed to bring you success. But if you can follow that, my God, can you solve? Wow. That is, I I love that. So let's talk about careers. These, like the different energy types that there are, are they like kind of, are they meant to flourish in specific careers? Do you see more energy types in a specific career versus another
1: so it's, it's interesting because it's more about the energy that you bring to something. So for example, you could be a lawyer and be a generator or be a lawyer and be a projector. And you would just, where your energy tap comes in is how you would actually show up to the career, how okay. you would interact with other people using the career, that kind of thing. However, um, you know, a lot, for example, with projectors, I always encourage them, whatever role they're in, you have to make sure that you are the one that is kind of recognized enough to have, you know, bring guidance to other people and how other people are functioning. So for example, even if you're a lawyer, we'd want to bring that energy. We'd want to give yourself the licensing to bring that sort of energy to the table. There's some, there's probably a few careers where I'd say, okay, it's really difficult to be that if you're this, Mm -hmm. but on the whole where you want to look for your career stuff is in what we call your life theme. There's 192 life themes. So they're quite specific, more than just the five types. You can find them on the app. So if I have an app called My Human Design, and it gives you all of this and full broken down. Wait, is like it on the, from me.
0: Is it is it on like the website? Because I like I have my chart open literally right now. Like, where do I look for this?
1: So it should be in life theme. If you have your chart properties on the side, yeah, um, it should say incarnation cross or life yes. theme. I see incarnation and, um, cross. Yeah. Yes. So basically with the app, what we decided to do was just give, th- these are the kind of like top line things. The app gives you like the full explanation plus it's on audio for me. So it's like getting a full reading for very inexpensive okay, and then you I'm can gonna, do all your friends or family or whatever.
0: I'm going to um, download the app immediately after <laughs> we finish this. <laughs> but your life
1: theme is really, you know, there is. It, it's, it's so specific because for example, there are some people who are literally here to bring beauty to the world. You know, there are some people who are here to explain things in a better way. You know, there's some people who you can literally see in their chart. Like, okay, there's like some kind of legal or structuring, or you know, some people are here to help other people align. Some people are here to, you know, it's very, very more um specified for for career. So I like to look at that when when people come to me for for like purpose career
0: slash that that type of guidance. Wait, can I give you mine? Yes. Okay, it's thirty three of like slash 19 and then the other one is 24 slash 44 which one are you four ways yeah four ways right angle cross of the four ways so the four ways (laughs) what does that mean
1: um so that is you're gonna freak out it's to make sure that the tribe is nourished
0: physically and spiritually wow okay okay so I always say that I feel like (laughs) I'm very like purpose-driven And I want to help people. Like I always say that. And like, I felt like Array was like my way of doing that because I get to like help people feel their best. It's Like, does that, like, I feel like that aligns with what you're saying. So on point, because it's
1: the basics of nourishment are the need for food, the need for shelter and the need for spiritual nourishment. So, and that's all in the hidden in the 19, because the 19 is the gate. Um, of the sensitive, it's a sensitivity gift. So it's actually an ability to sense what people are going to need before they need it, things that are going to help them. So literally, what you're doing is kind of—it's almost freaky because obviously with this podcast oh god, and the like, stuff you put out,
0: I have literally <laughs> that is so wild. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, right? I know, I
1: know. It's so weird. So and there's think about it, there's 192 of them. So it's much more specific. You know what I mean? It's not just like oh, you know, one in ten people are supposed to be doing this. Like it's very. um
0: it's a very custom. So then people, if they want to get like a specific reading, they can do that on your app.
1: Yeah. So the idea with the app was my waitlist. When I started doing readings, my waitlist quickly grew to a year and a half long. Oh, and wow. I was like, okay. I... And I thought to myself, you know what? There's not People, it's just not the time. People don't have that time to wait. Mm-hmm. People don't, I don't believe that everyone should be spending, you know, $300 or whatever on a reading. I really think this, I'm so passionate about spirituality being accessible and not kind of gatekeeping it and not kind of making it she and niche and clicky and all this stuff. So it's like, I really want people to be able to, you know, just for a price of a fancy latte a month, do a reading for themselves, do a reading for all the, everyone and their friends and family, and get meditations to help them align and a daily custom tip and all this kind of stuff. So that was the the thinking behind the app. So you can literally go in and listen or read everything about your digestion, your strongest sense, your incarnation cost, the thing we were just talking about, your energy, your profile. Your, I mean, everything. There's, it's all in there.
0: Okay. Everyone go download the app. I, I know <laughs> I'm doing that immediately. So, okay. This is kind of a random question, but I, I, like, I've always wondered about it. Are certain types or like the type of energetic person you are like does it determine which weathers you do best in because I swear to you Jenna and like I don't know maybe I'm like crazy and maybe it's just like me but I don't do well in the cold like I I just I hate it so much like I can't do it I like I was just in LA I was thriving I get to Toronto it's like colder and I'm just like not okay. It's hilarious how much you and it's just it really
1: is so confirming to me when I hear these kind of stories because it just shows you that everyone is an energy reader and we kind of already know what's right for us on the whole. So this, mm-hmm. you know, you're just at the point where you're kind of like refining, or tweaking, confirming. Projectors run cold because our oh, circulation. So, shut up. No, they don't. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh- uh-huh. Our circulation, I especially women, our circulation, our lymphatic system is slower than um, the other types because imagine we don't have the same engine. We're not, it's not about output, 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 right? So- um, when you output, you're creating warmth and you're creating heat in the body. You're creating a life force because you have that sacral that's, uh, they have that sacral chakra, which is really on fire and, and, and hot. Um, and you would have different centers that would be powering you. And they're not as, they're not the sort of like furnace of the body as much. So they have their own energy, of course, but yeah, um, projectors tend to run, tend to run cold.
0: Oh my god, that is
1: so. It's I knew crazy it. That you I was. Like, that. I, I'm always cold. <laughs> like I literally
0: have like a blanket on right now. It... <laughs> Wait, are you a projector? T- what are you? Yeah, I'm a projector too. Oh my god, here we are with our blankets. <laughs> Is that not crazy? And it's so hot outside and I still have one on and fluffy socks too. <laughs> yeah, I'm I am that way too. So like okay, at least like I, I know I'm not crazy or anything like that. No,
1: not at all. And also your environment, there's something called your environment in human design, and that will also give you clues as to um, you know, the kind of places where the places where you thrive, but it's more specific to that because it's the places where your brain can kind of turn on. So um, it's conditions that allow you to develop your genius more. So it doesn't mean you need to always be in a yeah. certain same place. But when you want to, you know, get your brain firing up, you would want to set your environment. Everyone has different ways they can set up their environment and have it be more conducive to their best
0: thinking. So then if, they w- if someone wants to find out, like, which environment they should be in, like, that, again, they can find um, in their chart, like, if they do a reading or whatever, mm-hmm. right? That is yeah. really cool. Where in their chart can they find that? It's an environment,
1: so you must find you must be able to see it on the site. There's something yeah. called environment. I think it's at the very bottom.
0: Yeah, it says mountain places where you can get perspective, which is true. It's not mountain specifically for me. I love it's not hikes, so and I love like yes. beaches as well. Like I love going to the ocean and just like sitting by the water and just like
1: thinking. yes. So the words like mountains or valleys or whatever—they're not. Uh, literal they're sort of energetic so yes exactly for you it's like about having a vantage point, places that give you a vantage point which is very important and you know different for example you could be a projector that has a shores environment and that means that you have to be like in the thick of it in in the melting pot and that kind of helps you think and like where there's loads of cultures coming together that would probably be a bit too chaotic for you you could go there for fun and enjoy it and all that stuff but if you're needing to think properly yeah so that would not stimulate the best thinking out of you
0: That's really interesting. So I want to talk about habits and routines, because I know we touched on this really lightly at the beginning of the conversation where you were talking about like, you know, there's like this like 5am, like get up early, like hustle, like all of that. And it works well for some people. Um, I know I like I love waking up in the mornings. I like some structure in my morning, but I know Mm -hmm. it really isn't like a cut and dry just like that for everyone. And even for me, like there's periods of time where I need to like, ease out of my routine or just like retain bits and pieces. So I know Mm. that like, it's not so simple as to like, it's like, you know, it's like this for everyone and people work differently. So like, how can people use their human design to like figure out the kind of habits and routines that work for them?
1: So yes, exactly. You have, um, you know, uh, consistency and discipline are obviously two different things that we can pull on. And some people do better with them and some people do less well with them. You want to look at the two arrows to the left of your chart, you know, like
0: next to your head. Can you see which, uh, can you tell me which direction they're pointing in? The two arrows on the left? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so the top one is pointing to the right and the bottom one is pointing to the left.
1: Okay, so for you, that's kind of what you're saying about sometimes you need to pull on different things you're not supposed to be super consistent. Like it's, you know, if you feel like waking up sort of later the next day and experimenting with it and whatever, there's a bit more flow. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you're just kind of off floating into the thing. It just means that your energy, where it naturally wants to go in terms of conditioning, you'd always want to just take it a little bit further towards being open to the flow, right? Because the conditioning is what you're being told is like, blah, da 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 da. But for you, it's like, okay, well, you need to honor like in a different vibe you're at in your life or whatever. The one below that is about discipline. And that means that it's very easy for you to apply discipline to your life. Now, consistency, and routine, so and discipline y- are different things.
0: I am mean, like <laughs> get such a disciplined often. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So discipline
1: is always a good thing, but consistency, not always a good thing. So you see where you get to sort of like play with those different um, aspects. And I also just want to add that people not being disciplined isn't going to mean you're not going to get anything done. Actually, the opposite for you, because not being so disciplined, not forcing yourself to be so disciplined, is going to free your mind up of so much should, should, should. You're going to find your your body's going to naturally kind of have a, an urge to do something when it wants to do. And, you know, when it wants to do something. So for you, discipline is easy, which means that actually having a morning routine, you can enforce that till the cows come home. But you want to pay attention to, you know, sometimes doing the same thing all the time isn't actually very healthy for you because you want to open up portals of, um, almost like trying on different ways of being to see if that stimulates your brain. Because Those two hours are about the mind and the brain. So sometimes like going a different direction, just challenging yourself in little ways might actually really be helpful for you because they're bringing more stimulation, more ideas, more whatever to your mind.
0: So, My husband and I talk about this often whereby I'm like disciplined in my everyday life, right? Like my routine. However, I need, like, I also need change. So I'm the type of person who will like be like fine with getting up and traveling and like switching things up. And Mm -hmm. I almost need that like change in environment and stimulation to do like good thinking and like how that's like how I feel like the most creative, like I can't be doing something for the rest of my life. Like that is very boring to me. And I think like I just I don't thrive like that.
1: Yes, exactly. And the opposite is true with people who have the arrow pointing the other direction, actually having the consistency makes their mind calm because they're like, okay, I know I don't have to think about if I'm working out today or tomorrow or whatever. I just rinse and repeat. And then that frees me up to think about other things. Whereas with you, you need the exposure to and don't get me wrong, we all need to travel and we all need to go on vacation or whatever. But for you, it's again, this is about brain and stimulation. And that actually gives you your best type of thinking is, is constant um, change. If you look at the top three um, centers in your chart, you see that there's like a, those triangles in your chart. Yeah. Can you tell me if they're
0: white or colored in? They're colored in like the, the, like the, the two triangles at the top, right? Are colored. Yeah, they're both colored. And then what about the the box at the throat? The three lines?
1: Yeah, the, there's like a little square one oh, at the
0: throat. The, yeah, the square one is non-colored. It's white.
1: And then the diamond underneath also that? Also white.
0: Everything else is white. Yes.
1: Oh, wow, so you're a mental... Okay, so... Um that white diamond in the middle, that Uh being white also adds to. So this is where it gets really interesting because you can start to layer different things and get into the nuances. The fact that you have that arrow pointing to the right and you also have that diamond open, i.e. white, that's the center that governs um, direction in life. And so for you, actually, when you travel, it helps you kind of, because you can kind of chameleon and take on the energy of wherever you are. So that also is very good for stimulating your thinking and your, um, you know, processing and all that sort of thing. So, you know, there's so many different aspects and when you put them all together, that's when you get the full picture of the person, but that's, that's how it works for you.
0: Wow. Okay. So, I mean, this thing has like a lot of complexity because it can be colored or (laughs) non-colored. And now that you were pointing that out, I see like parts of like the little like lines, little bits of it are colored and like Mm non-colored outside of that. And then there's like black as well versus white. Yes. So if, if portions of it are black, like what does that mean versus white?
1: So the parts of you that are colored, every single one of those colored parts indicates something that you came, when you, when your soul is born, you chose everything you needed to have in this lifetime to help you get to where you wanted to go, to help you become the person you wanted to be. So you get every characteristic and trait and skill and gift that's going to help you. And you get, you don't get a single one that you're not going to need. So the color in you is what you have, what you radiate, it's your essence, the things that are come naturally to you. And what we encourage people to do in this work is to lean into the things that come easy to you, come naturally to you. And also to be aware of the fact that in the areas that you are white are places where you take on energy from the outside world. So it can make you very receptive and very open. And that's where you're kind of like empathic or where you kind of like um, read what's going on around you. But It also, the areas where you're white are the places where conditioning can get in the most heavily, because let's say you're completely open as a child and you have a parent that's like very, very emotional and you're very kind of emotionally neutral. You can kind of start to think that you need to be that way too, or you take on that sort of should, I should be like this because you want to belong and you want to be like the people that you're around. And that's what we think in order that we have to be in order to fit in. So the white is what you don't have and the color is
0: what you do have. So what is the two colored triangles at the top? What does that mean?
1: So that actually means you're a mental projector and that's a subset of projectors. It's one type of projector. It's only 2% of the population. And it's actually kind of cool because it means that the mental projectors are the only people, 2% of the population, think about this, 2% of the population should be using their minds to make decisions. Everyone on the planet right now is using their minds to make decisions. But mental projectors have a special ability to literally consider all the factors, gather all the information, put it all together, see what lands and see what makes sense, not to the outside world, but to them, what rings true for them. And that's how they make decisions. So you see from the chart, that's where the energy is, is in the mind. So it's a very strong mental application, a very heady type of essence. And also, you know, like I said to you, because you're very open the rest of the way down, your whole body is taking in the information that you're going to need to then process it. So you're kind of taking in everyone else's emotions, everyone else's fears, picking up on other people's productivity and ideas and motivations and all that stuff. And then you're literally letting it sink through the mind and go through all that filtration system and do what makes sense to you. But most other people, and this is you can find this in what we call your intuition or your authority, most other people are supposed to be doing what their gut is telling them to do or what their um, emotions are telling them to do or what their instinct is telling them to do, what their ego wants, right? Everybody has different um, ways of making decisions. And so you guys are the only people who should be using your minds. (laughs) Mental projectors. That Mm -hmm. is
0: really, really incredible. So how can parents use this when they're raising kids because as we're talking through this like it really like I think what's really beautiful about human design is that it really does show how unique we are as individuals and so like these sweeping statements about like how you're supposed Mm -hmm. to raise your kids can actually like result in some trauma like some repression like you know maybe you just don't feel like yourself because you've been brought up in a way that maybe wasn't conducive to who you are energetically,
1: hundred percent, and it's actually my favorite, favorite thing to do is um, do readings for parents with their kids because if you think about how much of how how far we've come, how many years we've lived to then try to come back to who we were, think about knowing all this from the beginning. How quickly and how fast you would go because you would be aligned from from day one. And so the founder of Human Design said, you know, this is in a kind of jokey way he said, This is not really for your for you guys, this is for the kids because, you know, they're gonna be the ones that really um make the most of it. So that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to have people be able to look up unlimited charts in their thing, because once you can have your kid described to you, then you can then it's kind of obvious what you do with them. You know, like if you have a manifest kid who, you know, has this surges of two hundred percent energy and then twenty percent, you're not gonna force them to try to do something which is like a consistent situation or projector you're not going to give them 20 after school activities to do do you know what I mean yeah yeah things like that which are so simple I say to a lot of parents if there's a lot of manifested kids that ask to be homeschooled it's kind of ridiculous and I always say to parents like if you have a manifested child encourage them to make their own decisions about schooling because manifestors kind of come knowing how to live already. And they kind of raise themselves. I mean, we all do in our own ways, but manifestors really have this strong idea of what they should be wanting. And so a lot of them ask for, to go to drama school instead of normal school or has be homeschooled or whatever. And so I encourage people when I tell people who, you know, they haven't even told me yet that that's what their kid wants. And I'm like, does your kid want <laughs> to be homeschooled? And they're like, yeah. So, you know, you get to learn all these sort of, um, the more you learn the person, the more you know how to interact with them. And obviously, you know, as a child, you're a steward of what's right for them before they even know how. So it really helps to, um, you know, get their proper keys and then hand them down the keys that that are aligned with, with who they are, which I think is just, I mean, what more of a, what better gift to give to any other human being than that truly?
0: I mean, I think that, you know, like you're talking about this new era that we're entering. And I think that this kind of honors like the next generation as well. Right. Because I think that at least when I was growing up, I feel like there were like you know, cut and dry rules when it came to parenting, you know, when it was like all kids should be treated kind of like in this way. And Mm -hmm. all like me and my two brothers, we just like all kind of had like a very similar upbringing, whereas like personality wise, the three of us are like very, very different. And like, like now, like in retrospect, I'm like, huh, like maybe, you know, like if, if parenting was tweaked in this way to like nurture this part of Mm -hmm. one of us, like, you know, it would have been better. Um, Mm -hmm. But like parents just didn't know at that time, you know?
1: Yeah. 100% and I think the other part of the equation which is also interesting which people don't really talk about enough is how you should parent as in because also you showing up as a parent the way you're supposed to is also what's going to serve the child because the child has already picked you to be Mm. the kind of parent you want so Mm. for example if you are trying to be super hands-on as a parent because you think that's a caring mother and then you know, you're ending up helicoptering and it's not aligned for you, that's also going to create energetic problems for the kids because we can all sense energetic dissonance, especially children. And so when your parent is not aligned, you're going to feel like something's wrong with you sometimes, or you're going to feel like you don't deserve their alignment. Or, you know, there's all these different types of um, energetic runoff that can happen when you're not parenting in a way that suits you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think what you're bringing up, like, it's actually really interesting because we don't talk about parents and like their perspective yeah. you know what I mean like already mm-hmm. like just immediately my mind went to like the, the kid right and like how you should parent yeah. them. but you're right like energetically I think you need to also show up as like like the most aligned version of yourself and like again like human design it can inform maybe how you should show up as a parent as well which is really fascinating
1: one thousand percent so for example with you you know, if, and when you have children, because of your life purpose is to make sure that they're nourished, people are nourished, you know, physically and spiritually, that would be the main sort of gift that you'd also want to give to your kids. So instead of trying to be the mom that you think you have to, I mean, not that you specifically, but instead yeah. of thinking you have to like, you know, bring them to everything and take them bungee jump, whatever, like that would be, that's not actually what your kids want from you.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: So our purpose is something that we bring to any uh, creative endeavor in our life, and 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 obviously parenting is the is the greatest creative endeavor that there is. So that's also an extension of what you're in it, what your natural gifts are that you are here to give people.
0: That's incredible. Wait, is that why I like to cook for people? Yeah. <laughs> that's really fascinating um okay so before we wrap up I actually want to ask you about how we can use human design when it comes to manifesting as well because I feel like Mm -hmm. there is an unlock when it comes to the piece of the manifestation puzzle and I say this because I learned that I was a specific manifester um uh like like pretty recently okay it was a couple of months back and it like I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense because I have always been that person who's written in such great detail about the kind of things that I want. And I can imagine it like it's already there. Like I can tell Mm. you how my house that I'm like trying to manifest looks before it even happens. Like it's really interesting. And I didn't know it had anything to do with human design until I actually learned this. So how can someone use human design to kind of in their, in their manifestation journey?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's different, um, different elements will tell you different parts of manifesting. So for example, your, what we call your strategy is how you would make things happen in your life. But the thing that you're referring to, which is um, your actual manifestation style, let's say, is you have specifics and non Mm specifics So people who are specific like you, you know, being clear, writing it down, vision boards, imagining in your mind's eye, all that stuff super aligned. The other half it's actually going to throw them if they're going to try and think about the detail because they're not supposed to be specific. They're supposed to be non-specific. So they're supposed to figure out, like connect to the end result of how it's going to feel or the general direction of things, but not to have um, some kind of strategy around what they're manifesting. Right. So for example, me, I'm non-specific. I wouldn't, I know now never to say, and it, I've done it, tried it enough times that it's completely backfired or I'm like, you know, I'm, I'll give you an example like, oh, when I had a food business, oh, I want it to be written about in Vogue or whatever. It's never going to work. You could do that. So this is where I think the nuances of, you know, again, in spirituality and self-help is so fascinating because if you learn how you are, then you can kind of like everything that isn't doesn't apply to you can just kind of fall off your shoulders and everything that helps you actually be specific like you are and all the advice that's going to help you live that
0: is actually going to really help you even more. That's incredible. So you talk Mm. about strategy. What does strategy mean?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting because manifestation has become this real buzzword recently and it's almost swung the other way when there's almost like a de-emphasizing on like doing and Mm -hmm. people think they're just going to like sit on the couch and they're going to come to them. Now, in human design, like I said to you, Everything is an interplay of energy, giving and receiving, right? So it doesn't mean pushing and forcing and hustling and just, you know, killing ourselves. But it does mean that we have to, whenever we have an intention or we have a desire, we have to put our money where our mouth is energetically and make a step in the right direction because that's what activates the universe's help, you know, to kind of get things moving on your behalf, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like really showing that you're serious. So each type has a different way that they make things happen. Like I said, making sure that whatever they do has uh, most bang for their buck. So um, you as a projector will be being invited. Now, what that means is it means that people have to recognize or want what it is you're offering before you basically shove it down their throats, <laughs> before you kind of reach out and say, I want to be in this, whatever, like da, 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 da. That's actually like, energetically it's like throwing a ball up against the wall and having it bounce back in your face whereas actually when you create the space for this is what i'm doing and have the people that then know what it is you're offering kind of come to you for it that's probably the best um that's the way that you manifest um and that's also the way that you're going to conserve the most energy so that's that's your specific strategy and and every every type has a different strategy of the way they're supposed to be going about things using their energy that's what manifesting really
0: is What are the different other different strategies? So manifestors
1: are about, it's called informing. So what that means is when you have this urge to do something, when you're overcome with this, like, I want to go do this, or I want to go create that. It's about telling people, this is what I'm up to. And again, not asking people if they want to come, not forcing people to give them validation, not to waste their time justifying themselves to other people or people pleasing, but just to simply say, being clear cuz manifestors their kind of shadow is to be a little bit shady sometimes um or a little bit people pleasing so with manifestors they really want to make sure that they're just neutrally this is what I'm doing I'm the train driver I'm going from Milan to Paris no other noise around it and that call will attract the right people to get on board with whatever endeavor you're doing. So their throat, the manifestor's throat is very powerful. And the reason they're called manifestors is because they literally can speak things into existence. So for them, getting their communication right is key to manifesting. With generators and manifesting generators, because they're ruled by, like I was telling you, that sacral chakra, Mm -hmm. it's all about only doing things that you feel a visceral excitement too. So let's say, for example, you see someone do something on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, that sounds so fun. Or like sometimes it can be envy. Like I wish I was doing what they're doing. That's a clue because that's desire in disguise, right? So with generators, their kind of shadow is really about like, I should do this to make other people happy, or I need to do this even though it's sacrifice and duty. Like I'm going to reward myself for doing something I don't want to do because that's also what society tells us. So with generators, it's about getting out of the head about what you think is a good idea or what you think will lead you to see your success, right? Because they're doing a lot of analyzing and paying attention to, okay, I freaking love gardening and I could do it all day long. I'm going to follow that. And Mm -hmm. my excitement is going to feed more excitement and energy, but gets energy. And then once I get a train going, then it's going to just pick up. So that's generators and manifesting generators. Reflectors. Because they, like I said to you, feel all the different kinds of ways of being and they can feel into the energy and the energy changes. With them, it's really, they tend to be, the shadow side is kind of being um, like spontaneous. So like they get an idea to, I don't know, make fruit roll-ups, but they can't act on it straight away. They, They want to, and they want to be spontaneous and they want to action something straight away. With reflectors, they really have to wait until an idea has been persistently kind of bugging them to come out because it's Mm -hmm. only the things that persist that are aligned. But it means that if you listen to something that has persisted at you, it's going to take you so much further, even if you just take one step, than if you try to take a step into every single random idea that comes into your head, right? Because that's also, that's what their shadow side is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I didn't tell you about the projector shadow side, but the projector Mm -hmm. shadow side is like, I need to reach out. I need to do that. I need to have a, you know, it's not to say you can't have an action plan and actually you are supposed to have a strategy with your design, but it just means that, actually, the more you can make it clear about what you're doing and what you're offering people, the more things will naturally be attracted to you rather than you having to convince people about why what you're doing is, you know,
0: oh, my my God, like, as you say it, like, it's so true. Like, because I've seen it in myself when I'm like, not, I guess, like in alignment. And like, I've never been able to like, put it into words and like, there's been no explanation, but obviously as you grow up, like you, you notice like what sticks, what doesn't, what, like where you feel happy, like where you feel like you're serving your purpose versus like where you're forcing Mm. things to happen. So as you say it, like so many things make sense, like so many nuances Mm. and it's really interesting. And so like, I like immediately, I think everyone needs to like, go like check what like their their entire (laughs) chart and then like do like the the, like get the app and I mean I'm doing it and like I want to get as much detail as I can because like as Mm. I've been speaking to you I'm like oh my god there's like more to it than just whatever is said and like there's like a lot of like nuances so
1: many I mean and we haven't even gotten into profile which is how you come across to other people how you think of yourself digestion obviously is really important okay wait, I mean, wait, wait. before so we many... go we
0: have to talk about profile what like tell me about <laughs> profile like okay <laughs> I could keep talking to you forever but like last one I love it. what the hell is I profile <laughs> okay so
1: profile is is the it's like the personality type part of human design
0: mm-hmm. and
1: there are 12 different types and you'll see there's two numbers everybody has two numbers Yeah. So your first number is kind of your more internal self, which is the part that you're more aware of the way you see yourself. The Mm -hmm. external is the one that is your external, like when you're interacting with other people, how they see you. Now, profile, there's so much to profile. I mean, I I was thinking about this the other day, like even if I only knew profile, you could make a whole business just out of profile because it says, it talks to you about how you learn. It talks to you about how you interact with other people, how open and closed you should be to new opportunities, how you teach people how you market like there's just so much to it you know I mean that's all in the app too but it really is interesting because it also shows that the way you see yourself is never going to be the way other people see you there's always going to be some disconnect and sometimes we can we can wonder like is this version me or is this version me and the answer is that actually both you and you need both you know one of them is your more kind of conscious personality and the other one is, is 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 unconscious it's really a fascinating thing
0: I'm three slash five. What does that mean?
1: So the three five um, is really the person that needs to learn through the school of life. It's not by reading the book or by just naturally being whatever. It's like, actually, the three fives are the kind of like alchemists. They want to like try this and see if it works and like put energy into this and see what comes back, you know, really to kind of like be in the thick of life, basically. But what's cool about three fives is that a lot of like actors and showbiz people, famous people are three fives because they're really the people that other people want to follow along the journey with them because they learn, like we learn vicariously through you being kind of on the front lines and reporting back the wisdom and stuff that you've gathered in the in that kind of play with matter and fed back to us. That's the sort of like high level three five, but also five. The five in you loves to kind of come up with creative solutions, loves to save the day, loves to sort things out for people. Um, and the three is the experimenter, so you know that kind of speaks for itself. And you put those two together, and that's your sort of you know that's just the the sort of top line of of the personality. But I mean, there's so much more to say about that too.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, at the, by the end of this conversation, I feel like, you know, me better than I know myself. (laughs) This has been a real trip. Okay. Before we wrap, I always do a rapid fire round. So I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay. Okay. So number one, is there a habit that's a non-negotiable for you? Oh, um, connecting with my heart every day. I love that. And what's the, what's like a quick way you do that?
1: I just I think we can be so in our heads that it, it kind of takes us out of the heart. So it depends. The questions I'll ask, it will be different every day or the things I'll say to it. But um, most of the time, I'll, I'll just say to myself, you know, if a gen, like a general one that I use if I'm really stuck is like, remember, you're a good person. You're trying your best. You're doing things with good intentions. Like, isn't that such a wonderful thing? At the end of the day, you're a good human being you know, other days when I'm struggling, I'll be like, what is it that you're feeling? You can tell me anything. You can tell me you're feeling resentment, shame, embarrassment, control. Like, what is it that you're feeling? And I'll make sure that like my kind of self that's in charge will say like, whatever is your feeling, like let's get to the bottom of it together and you're going to be okay. And I've got you. Um, and then other times when I wake up in a good mood, I'm like, you know, just let yourself receive in life and just take all these colors in. And, you know, isn't it so wonderful to be alive? Anything that kind of stirs that Whatever level I'm at in my heart, whatever kind of takes me to the next level, I'll just kind of
0: try to do that before I,
1: um,
0: before I do like head stuff. That's really beautiful. What is a book that changed your life? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question.
1: There is a book called Gene Keys. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's a sort of, um, it's a, it's like a, so the guy who wrote Gene Keys was a student of Ra Uruhu, the man who came up with human design. But his way, and he kind of made it into his own system. So it's like an offshoot of human design. But the way he writes about the energies of the human journey, it's quite philosophical, but it's so beautiful. And that book is one book that I just, there's two books I travel with no matter where I go. And I travel, I told you, I'm nomadic, so I'm always on the go. But Gene Keys and Women Who Run With The Wolves are just two that are always in my bag because I just go back to them over and over again. Tell
0: me about Women Who Run With The Wolves. I'm gonna read Oh, you don't know it? Now. No. Oh, it's an encra- oh, you have
1: got to start with Women Who Run with the World. So it's written by this woman who is what they call a cantadora. She's like a uh, she's like a professional storyteller, and she uses these archetypal tales that have been passed down from tribe to tribe through the years, all from different parts of the world, to tell the story of a woman's journey and all the different facets of a woman's um, life. So she talks about like how the woman goes in and pulls from the well of creativity and the struggles that she goes through to get it out into the world or how she has to balance belonging to her tribe with unbelonging and how that goes. And again, it's just, it's written so beautifully that it just like tugs. It just, you know, when things just kind of, it's people saying things that you already know to be true, but they're like solidifying it for you. And Mm -hmm. I feel like those are the kind of things that really keep you
0: realigning when you forget. Oh God, I got to read this. It sounds incredible. It's beautiful. Um, what is one spiritual practice that you think people would benefit from?
1: Oh, you know, because I, because of what I do, I, my first instinct is to say it really, really, really is different for everybody.
0: Can you do one for each type?
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, well, I don't know about spiritual, but I think
1: that, you know, it's funny because it's also the thing about spirituality and the explosion in spirituality is it's almost become like it's almost painted to us like it's separate from our real life. Whereas actually, you know, with human design, like being the person and showing up as the person that you are Mm -hmm. is your spiritual practice, right? It's the way that you serve the world the most is also being exactly who you came here to be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with projectors, I would say actually the the best spiritual practice is downtime and good quality downtime, you know, not just like whatever, binge watching Netflix. It's like really like, quiet, processing, going within, like just letting your mind kind of take you in different areas and then tending to what that, you know, tending to where it takes you. Um, with manifestors, I would say really learning to, uh, I guess also kind of like repairing yourself in a way of like, if you have the spontaneous urge to do something give yourself the permission to try it out, even if it sounds stupid, even if it sounds silly, like you need to kind of hold your own hand through that because those random urges that take you off in new directions are going to be the things that are going to help you be a leader to other people. And, you know, with them, it's really important that they let themselves crash, that they let themselves not talk to the whole world or, you know, just disappear off into thing if they want to in between those times. Um, And also a big thing for them is not being afraid of being too big for others not or being too much for others so you know if meditation helps you get there if subconscious reprogramming all these tools it's like knowing what to use them for knowing which ones help you get to the desired intent right so whatever spiritual practice it is that's going to help you get there that's really helpful for manifestors with generators and manifesting generators i really think that joy is just the most important and it sounds so basic and it sounds so primitive but it's like There's so much pressure on finding your purpose and your big joy, whereas what they need to be doing is stringing little moments of joy. So, with them, I would say if you notice that meditation is making you feel powerless because it's reinforcing to you specifically that you feel like you're not there yet, don't do it. You know, if you feel like, you know, actually your most exciting part of your morning is your morning coffee, like, dedicate twice the amount of time towards it because it's all about joy. So for them with the spiritual practices, like what actually lifts you up and what is making you feel like you have to do it because that makes you a spiritual person, super important for them. Mm -hmm. And then reflectors, honestly, because they are the shapeshifters, like for a month, do Kundalini. And then when you're over it, do the other thing and just kind of dip your toes. A little bit the same with manifesting generators, like don't expect yourself to be you know, a devotee of something for the rest of your life. So they're kind of similar. I always find reflectors and manifesting generators have a lot of similarities. But again, it's about learning when to play on the energy and when you're over something, don't force yourself to keep to keep going with it. Reflectors honestly, their biggest spiritual practice is creating a safe space, a home environment where they're free of other people's energies because they're so susceptible to other people's energies. Create like a home altar or just your bed or something where you can come back to and really clean your energy of, cause they just are so not, they're just taking everything. They're sponges, right? So that's a really important spiritual practice for them is, is a lot of what we call emptying out time.
0: Wow. Okay. Jenna, this has been incredible. Tell everyone where they can find you. So it's
1: my human design is the app. And also my human design is the website. We're on Apple and Android, um, at my dot human design on Instagram. And also me personally, I'm just at
0: Jenna Zoe. Amazing. Thank you so much for this. I had so Thank much fun. Oh me. my goodness. This is great. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week.